Former US President Ulysses S. Grant once said, The friend in my adversity I shall always cherish most. I can better trust those who help to relieve the gloom of my dark hours than those who are so ready to enjoy with me the sunshine of my prosperity. Welcome to Episode 5 of the 2015 Bigfooty Blues Podcast. I'm ODN. Please meet our panel for tonight. Hi, Shandog. G'day. Hello, everyone. That was deep, man. I feel like we need a moment to reflect on that. <laughs> just, a, just a moment. We don't want to run over time. No. Um, welcome back, HBF. Uh, nice to be back. Evening, gentlemen. Um, before we launch into the inevitable little chit-chat we're going to have, um, a little bit of news from the club. Uh, former Collingwood and North Melbourne spearhead and former NFL punter Severio Rocker has been employed by the club as a part-time goal-kicking coach. Sounds like he will be predominantly working with uh, Levi Caswell. Good news, fellas? Well, they showed a uh, they showed a grab of it on the news over here in Melbourne tonight, and um, the vision was uh, Rocker working with Casbolt. So <laughs> I dare say he's probably got his work <laughs> cut out for him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Sav had a beautiful kicking technique, and he didn't miss too often. So if we're going to get a goal kicking coach, he'd be he'd be one of the better ones to get, I would think. Yeah, um, is, is he is he going to be teaching him to um, uh, get for hang? Are we looking at hang time? Or are we looking at distance? Because he's, he's been doing <laughs> nothing but hang time for a fair while now. I heard the Carlton coaches were a little bit surprised that they were kicking around uh, the American pigskin, but apparently it's a gradual process. <laughs> <laughs> but if it works, we might see if we can slip one into the uh, match ball kit. Um, why didn't we do this sooner? I, I mean, is, we is it? Well, I haven't heard of any goal-kicking coach down Who was doing it before? I would assume it would just be the Fords coach working with them. I would have thought so. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of a goal-kicking coach before either. So good positive to come out of the club, I think, that we've proactive it, in this, trying to get Casbolt to straighten up. It, it, it is, but it just makes me wonder what took so long. I mean, it's a professional club if you've got, if you've got issues. And look, let's face it, uh, before he left Carlton, Jared Waite wasn't a great kicking goal. He suddenly become one. Um, um, and we've got Liam Jones on board and he's not a great kicker goal. Um, you know, and Casbolt has been shocking for as long as we can remember. So it just seems a bit strange that we, if we waited so long, you know, to get a specialist goal kicking coach. But anyway, um, probably shouldn't, uh, Dwell on the negatives now that it's finally been done. It just seems we react a little bit slowly to these things. Since what the hell's Casbolt now? Twenty five. Maybe it's been the plan all along. You know, everyone thinks we're crap now. No one can kick a goal. Suddenly, three weeks time, Jones kicked twelve. Casbolt kicked fifteen. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm trying here, fellas. I'm trying. <laughs> 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 that, that, that won't even be a season telling in three weeks' time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, all right, let's launch straight into it. Uh, I can wait no longer. Time for the weekend wake. This is the weekend wake.
On Friday night, uh, Carlton 9862 went down to West Coast, 2011 or 31, um, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and goals to Carlton, Casbolt 2, uh, singles to Everett, Tui, Murphy, Henderson, Bell, Allard, Jones, and West Coast, and all the rest. Um, <laughs> Uh, best for Carlton. I mean, read that out. I don't. I disagree. I mean, I'm, okay. Uh, the, my name is Gib, Gibbs Everett Tui Murphy Casbolt. Uh, where that is Doc Doherty. Yeah, right. Eh? Are you exactly. serious? What is that? I'm like, we're never going to trust that list ever again. <laughs> uh, um, Patrick Cripps uh, was re- went flew over to WA and was replaced in the selected side. Um, we sort of would have been nice to have him out there. And once again. We've lost a player early in the first quarter with um, Simon White went down with the knees. So two rounds, two players lost early in the game. Clem Smith had to come on and uh, play almost a full match yet again. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, our luck is terrible. No, I assume, we, it, look, the way that this works, we have to do it again. Clem Smith must be the sub because it can't possibly happen three times in a row. It's um, it's statistics, it's math, it's science. It can't happen again, so therefore, put him on sub. Everything will be fine. These It'll... things happen in threes. <laughs> things happen in threes. Send off. I mean, right, and, and, and who and, and who 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 is it? It's going to go down next time. It's a risk. All right, you've blown my theory out of the water. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both very strong on the logic there. Mate. Um, uh, look, what did you guys think of the match? I mean, what do you want to say? Uh, <laughs> Putrid, disgusting. I'm glad I had Scotch on hand. Um, I've never been so mad in my entire life watching the capitulation after the first quarter. We didn't even make it 10 minutes into the second like we did in the first game, at least. Um, I was furious. They actually, Carlton broke me. Um, I was so mad. I wasn't even going to post on Big Footy for a while. And then, of course, I su- got sucked into doing that. And I wish I hadn't as well. Um, it, I really wish that I had the opportunity to walk up to some of the people involved in this club and tell them exactly how it makes me feel and how much it hurts when I watch that pathetic crap get served up on the field when all of us care so much about it. Um, well, we'd be better off playing a team of big footy posters who gave a shit about what they were doing than watching <laughs> 18 blokes run around, get the paycheck for nothing. And I'll tell you what, I've calmed down, but I'm still quite upset about this. Um, I know it's only round two, and some people will be saying, probably rightly so, that we don't, we shouldn't be... Jumping, uh, jumping at shadows too much, but I tell you what, it's getting dark. You're looking for improvement. That's all you're looking for. Yeah, and, exactly. And we're not. We, we seem to be. Well, we're hitting levels so low that we we didn't we never envisaged. And yeah, uh, we started low and nothing changed. Nothing changed in round two, and that's exactly what you're saying. We're looking for improvement, and I didn't see a thing. We look really unfit as well. I think. Um, like Nick going... said, that's not the case. Well, I find that hard to believe. He came out in strong support um, after the match uh, with uh, for David Butterford and said, it's not our fitness people, we are fit. It certainly doesn't look that way. It doesn't, uh, no, we, I agree. We look, we look tired and lethargic after quarter time, and uh, I, I get exactly what you're saying, Shan, where you said Carlton have broken your spirit. They, they did it to me after round one, and to go from sort of being quite thrilled and excited about how we were playing in that first mm. half after sort of Murphy kicked that goal on his left foot to, you know, half an hour later and the you know the game was over. They they moved Rosa onto Jard and put a spare back and that was it. That's like that, a different that, team, wasn't it? It sure was. You're talking about how much a club can can affect somebody and how much they can 
destroy you and sink your morale and so forth. Now, since this was posted publicly, I'm not going to name names, but one of our more well-known posters on Big Footy uh, posted something that was a bit of a surprise to a lot of us. Um, he said that uh, he doesn't have a lot of time left in this world. Yeah, I saw that. And um, he's so shattered that he would get pre- freely give up his time um, he's got a, he's got some qualifications and so forth that to help the club out in whatever way because he doesn't want to go out watching this, seeing this, you know, being heartbroken by the club like this, and that, that hit home to me more than anything I'm feeling, and yeah. more, more than anything a lot of people are feeling. Um, you know, you just you just want to give an honest effort, and you want to know that everybody's on the same page, and the players are feeling the way we're feeling. You don't want the rhetoric. You want you want actions. They speak louder than words. Um, and and I, you know, you've got to have faith. Uh, the, the quote at the start, you know, you, you, we've got to we've got to stick by them. We're not going to do anything else. Yeah. But you know, we are going to have to start making some sort of demands and have some sort of expectation. Otherwise, how do we? What what do we? How do we know we're we're holding on for the right reasons and the right things are in place and the right things are happening? You got to they've got to give us something. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, any any players um, have good games that stood out and that you that we, you were impressed by? Oh, look, I think what we mentioned before. I think Doherty held his own. Um, I mean, the ball was down there a lot, but he just he's really come on this year. I think he's probably about the only player in the first couple of weeks that's really can hold his head high and say that, you know, he's really contributed eight quarters of footy to the footy club. And honestly, I think that's about it. I, I cannot think of one other player that I would say, yep, has played well. May, maybe Bell, maybe Tom Bell. Other than that, yeah, pretty slim pickings. Mm, I um, I definitely agree about Doherty. I think everyone's on board with that. Um, I, I do think Tui had a good game, actually. Um, a few people were still um, unhappy with him, but uh, I, I was what, trying to watch fairly closely, and I thought he did pretty well. Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. He, he was good, very good with his ball use. He did try and take on the game a couple of times there and sort of got caught a little bit here. But, you know, we were down. Um, we needed someone to make something happen a little bit, so I don't begrudge him that. Um, he definitely used the ball very well. He was much more solid. Um, one in th- one in three possessions were contested. Twenty five disposals. That's not the that's not the go for Tui usually. That's pretty impressive. Eighty eight percent efficiency. Yeah. Uh, t- Ten marks, one contested, um, and he kicked one of his uh, trademark long go- long goals. Um, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good day out for him. Um, it is. Yeah. Good signs of of Tui getting back to what we were sort of hoping and expecting he'd get back to. So I'm pretty happy with him. Four running bounces as well, so that's the run. That's some of the run that we needed. Um, so you, you can't you can't fault that. And I was surprised, like you, to see people bagging him out as one of the ones that needed to go. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Sometimes I mean, there's a lot of emotion, and we're all seeing different things. But I didn't I didn't quite get that one. Um, but they they interviewed uh, Docky Docky after the match. Um, gee, I, he interviews well. Yeah, he's he mature, does. Mature, he really mature does. Kid. Um, you know, he talked about how how the team just wasn't strong at the contest. Uh, he, he talked about how when they were five goals down, he was going around telling the others, "Hey, we can still win this." Trying to, you know, sort of lift them up a little bit. Dare I say, showing some leadership, perhaps. He, <laughs> yes. you know, just the role that he plays across halfback and the fact that he looks like he can go into the midfield when need, when need be, and just the way he the way he talks, he's got a bit of toughness. He'll put his body on the line. He'll he'll. Uh, take intercept marks and sit it in front of dominant 
full forwards. Um, he's he, he's smacking like he's looking like Luke Hodge to me. Um, it's 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 wow, big big raps, big raps, but very big raps. You know, and I couldn't be I couldn't be happier for him, considering um, pounding he was getting from people in the preseason. Yeah, uh, just over NAB Challenge matches, you know, and then let that be a lesson to you that NAB Challenge matches aren't all they cracked up to be. Yep. Um, yeah, no, that's it is a big rap, but uh, he, look, and the other thing about him is he said I'd I'd rather the win than them to play well personally, um, and. We've got to we've got to remember. He is a Carlton boy. He grew up as a Carlton supporter. He knows how we would feel. Yeah, true, true. You know, Mark Murphy has come out and said that uh, he's got to he's got to lead. Uh, he's got to get the other blokes to follow him. Um, and he did say that uh, you know players have to decide whether they want to want to be there at the club. So he's sort of putting the acid test on the others. Uh, a little bit on himself. I think he could probably share that, share some of it fifty fifty because there doesn't seem to be a lot of talk and a lot of uh, a lot of leading by example out on the field at the moment um, amongst our pretty much our whole leadership group. Um, Levi Casbolt um, came in this week. Uh, a lot of people have been asking for him to come in. Um, was it worth it? Look, I must admit, I was I was very vocal on the fact that I didn't think he deserved to come in. I went and saw him play Good Friday out at Vizzy Park and he really didn't uh, do enough in my mind to uh, warrant selection and really he didn't do anything on Friday night until the game was the game was done. I think he kicked a couple of goals from, you know, in the last quarter. But to be honest, I would have preferred to have seen Watson come in. Mix, or oh, the match committees obviously just picked him because... We wanted to replace Jackson. He was the next in line. So it'd be interesting to see what they do this week, although Mix come out and said he'll play. Yeah, I thought around the ground he did do pretty well with his marking. Again, it's and we know it's it's, it's his pathetic kicking that is, is the only part of his game that's really letting him down as far as I'm concerned. Um, his ruck work is okay. He gets around the ground pretty well for such a big, big bloke. Um, but... And, and takes those big grabs. He had uh, was it uh, eight marks, five contested, and um, all five of those were, were really good marks, strong marks, impacts, and stuff. And that's what we need him there for is the structure. Um, I take on board what you were saying, um, HBF, about not working or not not having a great game in the VFL. Um, I'm just sort of, I kind of think that for what he does to our structures, it's worthwhile him him being there. Though if if he if he doesn't pick his game up after a few. Um, then I'd be more than happy to see him sort of dropped. His marking is a big, big asset to us. If we can fix his kicking, he'd be a great forward. But around the ground, I think we do need that big marking target because no one else can do it. Oh, look, I agree. I just can't see how he can sustain a a, a consistent AFL career. I just I just can't see it. Yeah, fair so. call, man. So since the match, uh, obviously, you know, there's... Been a lot of uh, been a lot of outcry. A lot of it's uh, directed towards Mick Malthouse, uh, as as it was last year and uh, and last week. Um, does that result change anything in your mind as far as Mick being the man to coach Carlton? It actually has changed my mind. I I was actually pretty keen on him to get a maybe a, another two year contract um, after the end of this year, but now. Given our first two performances, I'm just wondering whether he can actually get the best out of the, the playing group. I, look, I have heard that 
there are players carrying injuries, namely Murphy and Gibbs, who aren't 100% fit. So whether that's right or whether it's just sort of scuttlebutt off the boards, but they really don't look fit anyway, even though Mick's come out and said they are. You only have to watch them play to see that they're not fit. So if that's the case, you know, maybe we're judging him a little too harshly. I'm probably, as it sits right now, probably sitting right on the fence with him. I'm not not really sure one way or one way or the other with with Mick at the moment. Mm. I'm a little bit the same. I, I'm I have been pretty steadfast in saying that Malthouse is the kind of person who, if you want to rebuild a club, um, change culture both within the sort of the football group and the club itself as well, then he's the sort of person that you'd be happy to give the reins over to and say, look, you take charge, get this sorted um, and take the time it needs to um, get it fixed. But we seemed to be, there seems to be some areas of our club that are improving. Um, I think the the strategy with uh, the trades that they've done, uh, the Thomas one is almost a conversation in itself. But uh, overall, I think they've been doing the right thing, getting you know, middle-aged uh, players, you know, guys who've still got six, eight years of good football in, um, who fill a need for our club, get them in, look to the draft, get the players that we need to get the team balance right, and then allow Mick to work with them and create the side that he wants. I think if we continue down that path, it will reap rewards at the end. But I, I'm not so steadfast in that belief, um, having seen how... Like, I just don't understand how you can start so badly to a year that has looked like it was leading into it should have been one of the better years that we were going to have. Sorry, I've, 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 I've watched a Carlton teams destroy Wayne Britton, Dennis Pagan, Brett Ratton, and Mick Malthouse is heading the same direction. Um, it's just it's the inconsistency, and, and, and it's sort of... It bewilders me. I, I just don't see the, the logic in thinking that these coaches, some of them, uh, a couple of them very well respected, can't motivate the players to play four quarters, you know, and to give their all. And, um, it, it just, it, it always feels to me like the tail's wagging the dog a little bit and it's easier to get rid of coaches than it is to get rid of players and, mm. and so forth. Um, if the issue is between the ears, and I maintain that it is, I think we, we have a, mental fragility yep. uh, that just won't go away and, and if it's between the ears we need to identify it faster and and we've already cut pretty deep but uh, we can argue we haven't we, we certainly haven't sent any strong messages out uh, to for, towards any of our good players um, I, I think we need to do we, we, we shouldn't be holding their hands and pussyfooting around this if, if we have to change the culture because some players just will never give their give their all and always think they just have to do enough to stay in the team. Um, we have to identify that and we just have to make that we just a quick cut. You know, do it do it swiftly. Stop hanging around for years. You know, waiting for these players to go off on their own because they're not getting anywhere, not having success. Um, um, get rid of them. Get get what you can for them and actually bring in players who want to play. Um, the other side of the coin, and people are instantly going to think of players like Gibbs and Murphy when I say those things. I'm not particularly singling them out, but if you're going to keep those players there, don't look at them to be the the physical, uh, aggressive type players that you that all sides need. Get in those players mm. to support the cream because they're, they're silky players, but they're 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 being asked to. 
to lead in maybe a manner that doesn't suit their personalities and their style. Um, they're always going to be those sort of classy um, cream of the crop type players and who, who will finish off and um, you know with their silky skills and whatnot, but they're not going to be the ones that are going to go in there and fly the flag in a in a in a, in a scuffle. Um, or you know, sort of do something in that regard, hard and hard that's going to inspire the rest of the team. Physically so intimidate got, another team. You've yeah. got to get, you know. I know we've had leaders in the past that will actually stand up and fight. You know, you know, sticks would would support. He would get involved in every in every scuffle. Mike Fitzpatrick was a you know, a man amongst men. Um, um, you know, obviously back to the days of um, of John Nichols and, and, and those sort of players. We've we've had those aggressive guys. Uh, in, in control, but it, you know you can have the quality players in control, but you just have to surround them with a, a with a couple of aggressive hard nuts in your leadership team. The guys that we've got in there at the moment just just aren't just aren't doing that. Yep. And look, one one thing that really annoyed me after the game was that just that Murphy was just having like a a casual chat with Luke Shuey. I mean, I realised they both played at the Oakley Chargers and know each other, have known each other for a long time. However, you would have thought that, you know, looking at him, you would have thought that he just didn't have a care in the world. And where's the hurt factor? Exactly. I mean, we're hurt. hurt. They should be hurt. Exactly. We've just been flogged by eleven goals. You know, he should be. I would have thought he'd shake his hand and get off the, you know, get off the ground straight away, rather than hanging around for a good old chat and catching up on good old times. I just really, really annoyed me seeing him do that. Supporters are the lifeblood of the club. it's more. It should be more than a job. Um, even you know, personal pride comes into it and whatnot. But you know, it's not just a. It's just not not just a pay packet. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I'd just like to see a little bit of passion. All right, guys. Um, did we want to go around the grounds and discuss any other results or some of those are a little bit painful for a Carlton supporter as well? Look, I did watch the Hawthorne-Essendon game yesterday, but yeah, I, I must admit I really didn't think Hawthorne cough up a three-goal lead with a few minutes to go. So um, yeah, makes for an interesting game next this weekend against Essendon. Yeah, there's been a few interesting results. And um, I mean, you're just looking at the ladder with Geelong on the bottom. Who would have thought that after... Two rounds. It is only two rounds, but um, yeah, they they certainly look fallible. Um, but yeah, there was a, the Bulldogs are looking very very good as well. I thought that they were going to be uh, big improvers this year, but they're already looking like a, a even better team than than perhaps most people gave credit for. Hard to fathom, isn't it? I mean, losing Griffin and then losing uh, Liberatore out for the season with a knee injury. Um, that you would, I've, I, they were expected to be bottom four after that. Incredible. They also lost Cooney as well, which you know is another senior member oh, of that team. So, oh, and Higgins and so forth. I, I understand yeah. what you mean, but you know, um, yeah, I mean, those couple of Cooney and Higgins had sort of been labouring a little bit, but but it just for whatever reason they've just gelled and, and maybe it's the coach. I don't know. Mm. I mean, you look down yeah, the well, list of, um, of the game against uh, Richmond that they just played and won. I was just looking at the stats there. Organise them by by, um, by disposals, and you go down their first five, maybe even six players: Bontempelli, Wallace, McRae, Boyd, Murphy, and Dalhouse. 
there's that's a lot of good young players with a couple of senior ones around them, um, all yeah. in their midfield, and it's like, well, you know what? They're all standing up. That's what we need our guys to do. Exactly. We got to get we got to get them in the side. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we don't have we don't have as much depth as that, but um, uh, I, I don't see Nick Graham developing in the VFL. Um, he, he needs to be in the side. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Patrick Cripps uh, supposedly had a back strain, and he'll be back. Uh, but you just we've just got to play those guys. Bulldogs have actually uh, decided we're going to develop our guys, and it's reaping rewards. So. Um, there's a there's still a few senior players who probably aren't earning their spot, and uh, and I get your point, HBF. There's not a lot of players earning their spot in the VFL either, but some some players do respond to the big stage a lot better than the the VFL, where they're actually surrounded by, uh, I guess, lower standard top up players, which kind of affects their game as well. Um, Shandog, you have anything else you want to add before we leave, mate? Um, no. You're gonna survive. You're gonna you're gonna survive till next week. I think so. I think I'm gonna concentrate on some other things between. Will now. a uh, will a, will a, will an Essendon loss surprise, or would you save up another Shandong shouts until a St Kilda loss? Uh, look, I, I think if the same petulant performance um, is had this weekend, then I think I recommend people who listen to the podcast next week should adjust their volume levels when I come on. <laughs> Um, because there's there's going to be there's going to be words said, things will be said that can't be unsaid, um, and I think you want to be there for that. Look, we are going to come back later in the week and do a um, pre-game pep talk for the Essendon game, and uh, you, you should tune in because it's going to be very interesting how we how we try to justify how we're going to be in the contest. Um, it mm. just should be some uh, a few statistical backflips and um, and all sorts of tricks going on. So join in, uh, join us for that. Uh, until then, good night, Chandog. Good night. Good night, HBF. Good night, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys, and may our week get better.